Well, welcome to the Tuesday mashup. Uh, I am Sean Newman of the Sean Newman Podcast. I'm joined by Boxhead, Mr. Tuesday, Mr. Tuesday himself, 222 minutes. Uh, thanks for hopping back on, sir. Glad to be here, and I'm especially glad for the box today because I've got a big zip right here. I'm going to try no and find a way to, to just like put it just so they can see the big zip. Is that okay? You know, if you could Photoshop magic, that whole thing, that would be wonderful. I'd be that. I wouldn't even be mad. Well, everybody knows the game here. Two minutes, segments, buzzer. Let's have some fun. We'll start out in Ontario. Uh, Ford Nation wins another election uh, with one of the lowest turnouts. Not, not ever. Well, actually, kind of ever. Last 100 years. Uh, there's been another low one in 2008 here in Alberta. Uh, what's your thoughts so far on the nobody showing up to vote in anyone? Well, it's classic Canadian politics in that people don't vote for people they want. They vote people out, which is when the last election, Kathleen Wynne won something like seven seats. And even in this one, Stephen Del Duca won eight seats. So, hey, he's doing a little bit better, but he ran such an unserious campaign. He just had a whole bunch of stupid stuff that was just, we're going to throw money, we're going to throw money, we're going to throw money. And to be fair, he would have probably actually lived up to a lot of those campaign promises because he's a liberal. But what I found especially funny about this whole uh, nobody showing up thing is the legacy media getting all butthurt about how it doesn't really represent the will of the people because 57% of people in Ontario didn't vote. So out of that vast majority of people that voted for the isn't conservative, it, isn't it that shocking? only works out to 18%. But they isn't never it, say, isn't okay, it crazy though, twos that nobody showed like it, it was a crazy uh, percent that doesn't uh, get involved in this. Like, 57% of eligible voters did not vote. 57%. Like that's, isn't that, I don't know, isn't that wild? Well, nobody on the left had anything to vote for. You had Andrea Horwath saying that she was going to increase the minimum wage to $20 an hour. I mean, why not make it a million? Obviously, you don't care about the workers if you're not going to make it a million dollars an hour. Let's make it infinity billion, right? And so, and then you've got Stephen Del Duca with the, one dollar mass don't you transit just, don't you just i know but don't you just think when you see that nobody's turning out to vote you're like there's something must something's got to be wrong with what we're doing there's, there's got to be there's got to be a way to do it better that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying uh sticking sticking with voters don't worry we're gonna we're gonna stick with ontario election um how about uh i where'd it go where'd it go there it is jeff lehman it, takes unpaid leave for two months to run as liberal candidate fire away okay so jeff lehman is the mayor of barry ontario he's in the middle of his third or fourth term and he just said you know what you guys you can run this on your own for the next 60 days and i'm gonna go try and upgrade my career and then i've got a job waiting for me when i get back it's douchey, it's pretentious, it's entitled. It's exactly what you'd expect from just the swamp of politicians. Trump happens, always talked about draining the swamp, but Canada's got a big swamp too. We what should call it a muskeg, really. What happens if he's the next great politician and he's just in a job that allows him to take two months and 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 go run for, for uh, you know, a better seat, a better job to have more influence? Wouldn't you want this, that? 
This is the same crap we talked about with Sven Spangman. And now I actually know the guy's name where they just show up and it's just a job and they're looking for the next upgrade and the next upgrade. And they're not actually there to do the job that they're hired for. Like if, if the city of Barry can run for two months without a mayor, it can run the rest of the time without a mayor. You don't need that guy. Get rid of him. Maybe, maybe he's doing, he's done such, such an exceptional job over the past two terms, three terms Mm -hmm. that he's a, it's a well-oiled machine. They don't need him for a couple months. Maybe they encouraged him. Then they don't need him either way. Hmm, Maybe you're correct on both fronts there. All right. Moving on. Chinese fighter pilots, uh, flipping off Canada. This is a wild story to me. You know, like we were talking about Top Gun last week, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously keeping up foreign communications, flipping the bird. And I kind of chuckled, whatever. Anyways, now you got Chinese fire pilots buzzing Canada pilots uh, who were out there for NATO, uh, not NATO, UN, sorry. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is, this is wild. Okay. So let's, let's maybe just frame the story a little bit more, right? So there's this big clunky surveillance plane that Canada's got flying around in and around North Korea as part of a surveillance mission. And the Chinese fighter pilots are just flying by and saying, fuck you guys. Fuck you. You think they're on top and, of the world? Like, well, it depends which way the world, it, it depends where you're standing. We're all on top of the world. I'm just saying, I'm just saying you read the article and it says China hasn't responded to Canada calling for it to criticize its pilots and really make amends. I'm like, uh, like, do we realize what game we're playing in the world? Do they have and, any idea? These, these how- jets aren't just racers. They got like missiles and guns on them. They're like, fuck you, stay out of our territory. Like, mm. And how close do you have to get to a plane where the pilot can see the other pilot flipping you off as he flies by? Like part of it's hilarious, but part of it's just you want to cry because Canada has become such an unserious country that they reached out to China and said, please stop flipping off our pilots. And China couldn't even bother to send a response. Yes, that that is that we, is where we, we have. That's where we're sitting. Our out of the world international right presence. Yeah, we're a laughing stock. Well, I mean, it just yeah, it hurts me. It hurts me down. Like, you know, like Canada, we're a proud nation. But when you're uh, out there and you're getting buzzed and you've got nothing you can do about it, you can't buzz back because they're in a junker, clunker, giant plane that is, you know, old world news. Mm-hmm. Okay. Aside from the convoy, when was the last time you felt patriotic? When was the last time you felt proud to be Canadian? I feel proud to be Canadian lots. Uh, but okay. But but like specific days, it's simple. The convoy and when Canada wins an Olympic gold medal in hockey. Those two days, all Canadians unite. Yes, you, you've got two events that are a decade apart. Yes, it's true. Yeah. Side note, have you seen Ryan Whitney in, uh, in the Toronto airport? Guy from Spitting Chicklets? Oh, I'm going to, you have no idea who I'm talking about. Okay. Well, I, okay. But we're going to okay. go off. Let, we're going to go off script here for, we're, yeah. we're going to go off script here for, for two minutes. I got two minutes on the clock. So Ryan Whitney is one of the hosts of spit and chicklets. Number one sports podcast. Yeah. In, in the entire world. Anyways, 
He's coming back from Edmonton, flies into Toronto, and then from Toronto, he's supposed to go to Boston. His flight gets delayed. Then he gets can't get his bags because they won't give them to him. Anyways, he like this is like a 24-hour deal where, where he, they're like, you show up here at 5 tomorrow morning, we'll have you on a flight at 10. Oh, yeah. So he comes in at 5, and now they've got him rerouted and everything. So he's taking videos of the, the Pearson Airport going, this is, this is hell on earth. This place sucks. This is the worst That's place to be. That's every airport, but yeah. I know, but you, you, he's talking about Canada. They made him go back through customs again when he was like, he's just like, this place, this is unbelievable. They got two people working in there uh, trying to uh, facilitate like 400 people through the process all over again. Flights are canceled everywhere. I'm like, this is Canada. You talk about patriotic. Right now, our, our travel industry is a nightmare because we are continuing continuing to hold on to the idea you need to do this, this, this to get through everything. When it's just like, man, just move on. Everyone's dropping everything. I'm talking a little COVID. I'm talking a little spit and chiclets here too. Well, maybe you should have gotten the eighth injection. Well, maybe, I do have the eighth injection, right? <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, talking about an eighth injection nobody needed. Fire away. This is wonderful. So you go this back a few years. This was like me, pound, like I, uh, Johnny Depp, Amber Heard. Nobody thought that was wonderful. Twos thinks it's wonderful. Well, How, oh, Johnny Depp sure didn't think it was wonderful. I'll tell you that. And no. apparently Elon Musk didn't either. Because if you go back in time, you can find old paparazzi photos of him walking around hand in hand with Amber Heard. And he's got a black eye. And I don't think there's a lot of billionaires out there that get punched in the face. And so anyway... Johnny Depp gets awarded $15 million in this defamation lawsuit in which she was just claiming all this Me Too stuff. And people were like, well, maybe we should ask questions. Maybe we should ask questions. And I think that the whole innocent until proven guilty part justice system is maybe starting to make a comeback. And that's great. Interesting side, though. She was looking super hot some days in that courtroom. Was she not? Well, here, first off, uh, the whole situation just messed up. It's not like, oh, Johnny Depp was innocent. Johnny Depp had some messed up yep. stuff he had. Absolutely. In there. This isn't like Johnny Depp is this white knight and he just got railroaded. This is like two messed up people got together. She liked to beat on mm -hmm. him a bit. He liked to badger her with a lot of drugs and disorderly contact, mm -hmm. uh, con uh, disorderly conduct. Conduct. Thank you. Jeez, can't spit it out tonight. And end up getting awarded $15 million. He probably paid $15 million in lawyers alone. And at the end of it, none of them were winners. Like, I just watched it and was but like... He's still going to get his career back, probably. And she's getting a bit of her just desserts. But it's funny. Like, there was some days where she was just looking ridiculously hot. And I tell you what. Do you know... There's, like, three, different, there's three different kinds of guys listening right now, Sean. There's the guys who would say, I wouldn't kick her out of bed for shitting in it. There's the guys who would say, you know what? I could manage that kind of crazy. I could tet on myself. I could make sure I could lock that up, keep it low key. And then there's the guys who are listening with their wives or girlfriends. I, I was going to let you finish making the point. Amber Heard is is a, a, she's sex, a sex idol. Psycho. No, well, she's, she's a sex idol, though. She's like a, a gorgeous actress who beats her men. And they stick. That's the type of guy that stick. Well, yeah, you can hit me a couple of times. It's okay. Like, okay, no, oh, sure. I, I've never been there, but maybe, it's, maybe, maybe it must be enjoyable. I don't know. Or it's maybe the crazy hot scale. It's the crazy hot scale. 
You ever been to the crazy hot scale where a woman gets to beat you and you stay with her? Have you ever allowed a woman to beat you, twos? I've had some hit me before. Well, one hit me before, and it ended up being a very, very one-time thing that was a focal point of why it didn't work out. Okay, okay. That's enough. That's enough of the, the, the twos dating stories. Well, she, she one death too many. She wasn't one above the line. Many. She Justin wasn't above Trudeau, the line. Justin Trudeau comes out talking about uh, uh, one death too many, and that they're gonna they're gonna take away all you know basically handguns across the board. Nobody selling, no importing, uh, no transferring it to a family member. They're just trying to get rid of all handguns. One death too many. This is the same tired trope they bring out every time they want to talk political about something without getting any specifics into it. Well, you know what? Like if they'd have planned Afghanistan evacuation a little bit better, they may not have had as many deaths and one death is too many driving. How many people die driving every year? One death is too many. If you look at the amount of suicides and broken families and everything that happened in the last couple of years, I guarantee you there's at least one death in there. Why are they not too many? It's classic hypocrisy. It's handpicking bullshit that we see everywhere in politics. And it see, and I, I won't disagree with well most of what you just said, but I got to give okay. him some brilliance here. With some of it. Yeah, I am. I got to give him a little bit of brilliance here, right? In a decrepit, I don't know which way, but they're coming off the heels of the mass school shootings. And I mean, here's here's the thing. If you follow the U.S., you understand, like, uh, although Texas was horrendous, all of them horrendous, you understand that the United States has school shootings and public sh- like shootings in general all the time. But when one like that hits the news, then they become back in the news cycle of like all these things. And as soon as that happened, they jumped on gun laws. And it's in the the mind of the 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 you know the audience the population and so you gotta like in a what's the way i'm thinking i don't know i'm like yeah but people are gonna focus on it and they're gonna be like yeah get those guns off because they're you know and meanwhile that's down in the states i sit here in canada and i go i I don't know i unless i live under a rock which is possible to maybe there's more school Mm -hmm. shootings than i give credit to in canada if there were i feel like i'd know about it and I don't want any school shootings. Let me be very clear. Here. I don't want any shootings except for things like deer and moose and ducks and ptarmigan. Okay. But here's okay. If you look at the stats, here's some homework for you, Sean. Just Google homicide uh, rates uh, to legal firearms own in, in different nations. You've got pretty much every country in the world that's way up. I think Mexico is just like all the over. And then you've got this tiny little sliver that's the U.S. and a smaller sliver that's Canada. There are just there aren't very many safer places to be. And yeah, obviously that school wasn't a safe. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that when you try and do it with gun control, you say, okay, well, you know what? This isn't really a thing about legal firearms. This is about illegal firearms. And if you've got two paths to get to a destination and one of them has a whole bunch of blockades on it. And the other one's just a free walk and it, and the criminals are taking the free walk. 
adding more blockades onto the other path isn't going to stop the free walk on the other path. That last point I can agree 100% with you on. Dwindling photo radar funds could prompt tax hike to cover traffic, safety, and police shortfall. Have I mentioned lately that I've got some issues with our politicians and with our armed defenders, the protect and serve people? So this is in Edmonton, and we've got uh, a fairly recent rule in Alberta saying that it just cracked down on what you could and could not do in terms of photo radar. And now between that and uh, the the provincial government's taken a larger cut, but also the revenue's down quite a bit. And so they're looking at a $15 million shortfall in the budget. And so this um, Ann Stevenson, who's a, a counselor in Edmonton, said, we have no other revenue sources. This is a huge constraint that we face as a municipality in terms of our ability to generate revenue. Straight from the horse's mouth. This isn't about keeping people safe. It's not about saving lives. About money. This isn't even one death is too many. This is fill our fucking pockets. Well, they just have that money earmarked for projects and this and that. And they 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 went, we're going to get $26 million. Instead, okay, got, so what happens and, if everybody stops inst- speeding? Ex- instead, they got $9 million. And they went, ah, crap. Now, now so, what are we going to do? Oh, we're going to mm-hmm. raise taxes. Yeah. And you're like, so that's, that's how you reward people for not speeding. Oh, you guys are responsible citizens. Pay us more ra- fucking money. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to raise taxes. Actually, I'm uh, like reading it. You're like, oh man, we got to come up with some more creative ideas. There has to be another way. Everybody what if hates they the just photo. Spent less money. Well, what no, you if can't, can't do that? Crazy idea. We just spent less money. I like spending money twos. Yes. I want some. And it's I want even some, more fun when it's other people's money, especially when it's photo radar hotel? money. I feel like photo radar money would be just fun because people are just pissed off. Get a ticket in the mail, and you're like, "Some bitch, I didn't even see him there." You can't even be mad because you're caught red-handed. Somebody's fighting it, well, but for the most part, you're like, "Here's my money, right?" It's free, yeah. easy money. Nobody's for the most part, nobody's fighting it. If you're training so. a dog and it it uh, piddles on the carpet, do you do you correct that behavior immediately? Or do you send it something via Canada Post? Right? Uh, You're not going to affect the behavior unless you correct it immediately. And so photo radar has never been anything other than a cash cow at all. Yeah, I would agree. But I, I think of all the cash cows they had, I thought it was a brilliant cash cow. Like you want, it's you want to catch another pe- syntax. You just you put up cameras, and then everybody knows they're there, and you either drive slowly or you burn by them, and you take the tickets and. You move on with life. I, I, I'm not even mad about the photo radar anymore. Um, it's like whatever. But but it, realizing it, oh, yeah. realizing that it didn't make you the money you thought it would, and your only option is to raise taxes. Hey, Ooh, hold the buzzer. I got one more important point to make. October of either last year, the, I think it was the year before, it came out that of the 15 days intersections in Edmonton, none of them had photo radar. It didn't have anything to do with keeping people safe in terms of even that. And that was back when they were still claiming it was for the greater good and stupid shit along those lines. It has never been yeah, but th- about that's... safety. It's always been about give us more money, no matter what they've ever claimed. And now we finally have them. We have a quote. Then I must that... be I must be the weirdo because I'm like, no matter what they said, I never believed them. It was about safety. I, I went, this is totally a cash cow. They're making money. Mm-hmm. 
And in turn, that money is going to go into projects for the city. That's the way my brain works. And I go, you know, of all the stupid things they've done, I'll take that one. Because if I don't speed, I don't pay. And then, and then to me too, I go, so the people who speed are going to end up paying more because they just need to follow the, you know, like, you know, whatever. Instead, now, because there's not enough speeders, they're going to come after me, the guy who's like, but I'm, I'm like, who's a responsible citizen. And it, this is funny because now they're finally admitting it. This is what we've yes, been saying for years. Yes. And now they're admitting it. All right. There you go. Okay. You got your point across. Conservative memberships are selling supposedly in record numbers. Like hotcakes. So yes. So the leadership uh, candidates claim. Which is actually, you know what? Let's talk about that for a second. Sure. Pancakes are hotcakes, right? Yes. How often do you see people it outside is a- of IHOP selling pancakes? Where did the phrase even come from? But anyway, Polyev claims that he sold. Well, selling like hotcakes. Oh, right? selling like hotcakes. Oh, yeah. hot, hotcakes has to go back to somewhere. A pancake is a hotcake. Yeah. So like you, you don't see them at like ball games, like come get your hotcakes. And then they just frisbee them into but the. But can you no. imagine if they did? Can you imagine if you went to a ball game and like, hey, I got your hot kicks here and they just yep. started whipping them and it just smacked you in the face and you'd just be like yeah this is awesome i feel like that would be kind of cool i don't think i'd really want a big giant hot cake i'd take more of what's what's at the uh this the fair where you get the big ear what is that thing called well you know what i'm talking about oh uh, like the like are you talking like a beaver tail uh, it's a beaver tail is a word for it there's a, there's a couple names for it i'm getting somebody's going these guys are morons that Should thing, we talk about Pierre Polyev for a minute or no? We can I just would, go on this thing. Well, I tell you what, one of those things from the fair, I would totally get whipped at me. And if they call it a hot cake, I'd be like, hot cake over here. I love all little fair cinnamon food, sugar. Like the mini donuts and yep, all that stuff, the churro type things, weird nachos with dill pickles on them and and meats that probably aren't you legal. Need to go, you need yeah. to go to, you need to go to a state fair. A state fair deep fries everything. You 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 think you don't want something deep fried, and then you go to the state fair and you're like, I'll try that. You ever had deep fried mac and cheese? It is awesome. I have not. I feel like yes. that'll be bad for the heart, but I'd still like to try it. It's like KD ain't good for you. KD deep fried Whatever. certainly ain't good for you, but it's is it gonna be worse? Is it gonna be worse than the Pfizer? Good point. Conservative membership sold in record numbers. I feel like we've been here. <laughs> we are going to go back to this. Now. Sure, I'll go to I'll go to I'll go to conservative records. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, what do you think about this, Sean? So, Polyev claims he sold three hundred eleven thousand and change by the deadline. Patrick Brown said he sold over one hundred fifty thousand, and John Charest said he sold tens of thousands. <laughs> well, what do you want me to say here? Like whatever's Pierre, on your mind, Pierre, Pouly- Pierre Pouliev, I go, he was a rock star out in Western Canada. I think people believe he is the second coming of Christ, whatever you want to put there. I'm being a little tongue in cheek here. I think a lot of people, even with the ties to the world economic forum, even with all that stuff, they look at him and they see a guy that they can rally behind. So could he have sold that many? Sure. When you fast forward to Jean Charest, I go, I just laugh. I just go, like, I think me and you both realized when he was running in this election that he he wasn't going to win anything. Like, nobody, nobody. I mean, but you think he is. So I don't know. It, well, it, I'm it, saying there's a chance because it doesn't go by votes. It goes by whoever gets the most votes in that particular riding. And where are all the ridings? Fucking Quebec and Ontario. 
right? And so, I mean, this is a guy who's packing old folks' homes with tens of people and probably only just for like an extra tapioca pudding. Like, hey, if you guys stay here, we'll we'll make bingo on an extra night this month. And they say, what? Can you imagine? And that's, that's what is, that's what is, that's, that's his town halls. I can't imagine what I can't. Well, I just can't imagine running for something and just, even if I could win, but in the shadiest of ways, I feel like I'd be like, ah, just bad. It just ain't for me. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Politics ain't for you. Yeah. That's probably okay. That's all I got for let's leave. Let's let's finish. Can we finish on some high notes here? I'm going to slide this in. The Oilers, the Oilers just lost in overtime. Uh, I don't want to talk about it, but they lost in overtime tonight. So they went down four games to none to the Colorado Avalanche. Who, That's fucking pathetic. You know, what's pathetic is that uh, twos for once is kind of similar to Justin Trudeau, where he won't answer a question directly. You know, when I ask him about the Flames losing the Oilers and he just goes off on a side tent. I'll talk about the Oilers losing in four. Uh, okay. I got a couple minutes here. The okay. Oilers are losing in four. Clock. All right. Yep. Colorado was the better team. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. They are probably the best team in the NHL. I thought we had a little justice. Nazem Kadri, for all you Kadri haters out there, got hurt. I didn't. Th- I thought for sure he was acting. I thought for sure he didn't go into the boards that hard. He's out. It looked like he was acting. It. I agree. He looked. It absolutely did. Right. Um, but overall, you got to give Colorado credit. They got their backup goalie in, mm-hmm. and they just like it's four two tonight. And you think, oh, it, it creeped into my head. We're going to game five, and then kind well, of, then a all shade, of a sudden it's five. Well, five. then then kind of Mike Smith does what he does. He goes out and plays a puck. It hits a raft that goes in the net, and you're like, oh my god, Mike Smith wanders. I was talking again. about that with you a month ago on this show, <sighs> and then. They score, then they score to take the lead, and the Oilers find a way to tie it at five. And you're like, maybe. And then it comes over to you and Colorado wins. I wish the Colorado Avalanche the best of luck on another podcast. I said they'd win the cup. So at least I got that going for me. The Edmonton Oilers had a fun run. They beat the Calgary Flames. That was the funnest moment of my life to the point, other than a few other things. And sitting here, hearing you not even address it just reminded me so much of our politicians. It made me laugh inside because I get to I get to put you and Trudeau kind of on the same pedestal for for a moment. Now, can we get on to Daredevil Granny? One oh three sets a world record for oldest skydiver. One hundred three years old. Twos. Have let me just say, let me just say I'm incredibly impressed with the way you went through that entire tirade without taking a breath so that I could jump in. I'm just learn from the well done. Learn well the best. fucking done. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Sean. So this is an interesting <laughs> story here. So a lady named Ruth Larson in Sweden became the oldest person ever to skydive at 103 years and change. It's an absolutely inspiring story that truly shows us that adrenaline has no limit on age. She, bre- she beat out a previous record from two years ago by a lady, oh shoot, named Kitty Hodges. Can we just, and, what are you hoping you're doing at 103? Let's say you live to be 103. Twos is running around 103. 
What are you doing? Are you still like just quipping about politics or, or, or what are you doing at 103? What do you hope to do? I am sailing wherever I find promising leads on sunken treasure. I am diving for that and searching for it and using it to, to fuel so, my habit. So the, head, of- the headline will read, man breaks treasure record. Oldest man to discover treasure at 103. Yes. And they will say he was unavailable for comment because he had been eaten by a bear shark. Well, there's your happy news for the week. And, uh, well, I don't know. As we stumble and mumble along, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for hopping on twos. And uh, we'll catch up to you next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, be there, be square.